The company previously known as Facebook is all about the metaverse. Right now, that amounts to two apps, Horizon Worlds and Horizon Venues. Does the advertising match the reality? Is the reality any good? We're going to dive into that today. Hello, and welcome to Head Mounted Destinations. This is a podcast about VR and VR game development. We provide our perspective as developers and provide a little peek behind the curtain into how VR games are made. I'm Matt. I'm a gameplay programmer. And with me, I'm Carlos. I'm a level designer. And today we're taking a look at Horizon Worlds, the other publicly available half of Facebook's metaverse vision. Last episode, we looked at Horizon Venues. Horizon Worlds is more about socializing and exploring user-generated spaces and and generally hanging out in cool, fantastical places, or at least that's what they want you to believe. So Facebook put out a Super Bowl ad for not only the Quest 2, but I guess also Horizon Worlds, right? And this had the like Chuck E. Cheese style animatronics that get separated because the cheese factory closes down or yeah. whatever. It's, uh, so it's a bizarre commercial because I don't know who, like, who this is appealing to, but it, it's, yeah, it's these like Five Nights at Freddy's animatronic stage performers and they're working at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. And then they get like thrown away when it closes down and go to the dump and he's almost about to die. And then he gets rescued and put in the lobby of some establishment and then someone hangs a headset on him. And he's transported into Horizon Worlds, I suppose. He can also, like, play Beat Saber with his other animatronic friends. Like, it's very clearly that the commercial is showing you, like, virtual reality is a way you could stay in touch and interact with people who are, like, thousands of miles away from you. But because they're being put on animatronics, like, you don't really know, like... Is this supposed to represent the every person? Is this supposed to represent like adults, kids, everyone yeah. in between? I don't think everyone like relates to a thrown out animatronic. So it was just kind of like a weird thing. But outside of the kooky antics of that commercial, we can get into the horizon worlds and kind of how the quote unquote metaverse is shown off in that commercial. You know, funny enough, actually, you can't even really make yourself into a dog in horizon worlds. Right. In the, in the <laughs> avatar customizer at all. Yeah. The commercial is great because it's like an actual point of comparison of like, what are they advertising versus what's actually there? So the, the I believe the establishment is called Questies or Questy. Yeah, Questies. Yeah. And then like there's a virtual representation of that in the commercial where like, oh, it's back to the golden days. We're back in the club, but it's like been recreated in the metaverse. So I guess as a part of this commercial and the whole advertising campaign, they actually, the employees at Meta or Facebook, Oculus, whatever you want to call it, went ahead and, and made that environment, the Questy. Right. Yeah. This is now accessible from the main plaza. That's right. You can go in right now and visit the location from this commercial, sort of. Thankfully, <laughs> the animatronics are not present. <laughs> they are not present at all at Questies, which is probably for the best because I've I've had my fill of Five Nights at Freddy's horror for now. <laughs> One thing that really, really stuck out to me here is in the commercial, right? Like these are stage performing 
animatronic animals. And so right. in, once they get into Horizon Worlds and they get into this virtual questies, they go up on stage and they grab their instruments and they start performing again. And it's like, oh, you know, great moment, reunion, like really like powerful emotional moment, I suppose, if you're into that. And so now in the real virtual questies that you can go into in the actual Horizon Worlds app right now, there's that stage, there's the instruments, you can go up on the stage and you can grab the instruments. And you know what happens when you grab the instruments? A pre-recorded track starts playing with that instrument. So, you know, if four people go up and they all grab the, you know, drumsticks and the guitar and all that stuff, a song will be playing. But you're not the one playing it. It's just going. There's no interaction there for you. And it's like technically, you know, from a third person perspective, it's sort of the same thing is happening, but it's a totally different emotional beat. And it's just baffling because like, you know, if I'm thinking about like from a user perspective, what am I actually expecting? Maybe I'm thinking something like... um electronauts or you know one of those other apps that lets you synthesize music in like a a controlled cool way that's sort of what i'm expecting getting up on stage like i'm expecting to perform right you're expecting some sort of actual instrument rather than a boom box like each of these things may look like an instrument but they're essentially just a boom box they're scripted to say play this mp3 file anytime a hand picks me up yep And that is not engaging. Like, that's more of just, like, this very surface-level role play that I'd imagine a corpo walks in and it's like, you know what would be fun? If everyone could play an instrument. Oh, wow, look, I picked up an instrument and it's making music. That's so cool. And it's not you actually playing an instrument, but at such a surface-level understanding of, like, virtual reality and other things. Like, Yeah, it feels like it's been mandated, right? It's like, we're doing this advertising campaign. We need to have the place from the commercial in the actual app go team make this and they're like okay we've got this huge checklist of things we need you know we need arcade games and we need to recreate this performance moment we have one month how do we do this and you end up getting this sort of surface level representation yeah that that doesn't actually fit the bill when you're thinking about it from like a higher creative vision level And this extends to other aspects of that environment, right? There are arcade machines scattered around, like you would find at a real Chuck E. Cheese actual like fighting game arcade cabinets, but they are simply just art assets. They're not even. There's no screen visuals. It's just one color. They're like a. It's like they're a lamp, right? They're not an arcade cabinet. They're just like a prop, and it's like a cool neon color. Yeah. And they're not even a lamp. It would be cooler if they had neon lights that actually like emitted some sort of glow, but they're just flatly textured yeah. to give you the sense that you're in an arcade. If anything, it kind of like it almost <laughs> it, the way it's kind of laid out and the, how the art assets are put down and stuff. It almost creates this like not like it's like a liminal space, but not done well enough to imitate real life to be a liminal space like Mm. i imagine if i walked into questies and it was like just fully empty i would feel off put just by the fact that like it sort of looks like it should be populated there's a bunch of arcade cabinets but 
they're fake arcade cabinets. It's like it's like that creepy aspect of like Truman Show or something like that, right. where like you you feel like this is all just a set and something is watching you, like as it's trying to create this trap for humans. Right. It's the uncanny valley, but for spaces. Exactly that uncanny valley for locations. So going into this a little bit further, let me let me be clear. There are actual quote games arcade games to be played in this environment but they're like a like larger they're not in the actual arcade cabinets uh you sort of like go up to a station and it's for example like you're shooting a little like slingshot projectile at like moving targets it's ringed by these fake arcade cabinets but this is the actual arcade game but these games are also very minimal like they're not really games you know for example this one where you're shooting the slingshot at moving targets there's no real fail condition or victory condition. It's just don't hit this target, hit this target. Nothing happens when you hit the target except a number goes up. You get one more point. Is there no time limit associated? There's no with time them? limit. There's no fail. There's no progression of like new targets come in. It's like, oh, we checked this one off the list too. Like we need a couple of interactable arcade things. Like There were like three, I think, that I remembered overall. There weren't that mm-hmm. many to begin with. I don't want to say there was only three though. There might have been like a fourth and fifth tucked somewhere. But they had like an air hockey type game that required two people, which sort mm-hmm. of felt odd because like if you're in VR, you could very easily turn an air hockey table into a game of like breakout where now mm-hmm. you're just playing it on air hockey table for single player. And that to me just screams VR. You had the sort of angry birds like slingshot at the asteroids, but it's not angry birds. It's more of a shooting gallery with like a stationary slingshot. And then mm-hmm. you had the shooting gallery, but now you have a like laser pistol. So you're just standing across the way and all of those sort of followed like the same thing of like you're just ticking up points without any sort of time limit the thing that i found very weird about it is that much like early days of the division one everyone had to use the same terminal so like if there were five of us that wanted to play the asteroid catapult game we always had to wait for someone ahead of us or something like that like that's the part of it that was treated like an actual arcade, I guess. But the thing is, is like arcades usually get multiple machines of the same game when there is a high popularity or a high demand for it, right? So mm-hmm. why is it in the metaverse, I am dealing with the problems that a struggling real world arcade would have to face? At, such as like lack of machines like why the fuck am i waiting in line to play these machines when dude you have infinite digital real estate to like put down rows and rows of machines it should be like the white room in the matrix where i'm just like i want to play the catapult game <laughs> like thirty thousand copies of the catapult <laughs> game fly in front of me or something like i should not have to wait for someone else right it's like going back to that idea of hyper reality allow everyone to play the game if they want to play but also make the game like more than you could have in real life while you're at it yeah like don't make it less you know funnily enough we can make a direct comparison between this and say the same sort of space in blast on because blast on Mm -hmm. has this multiplayer area um where you can go to a couple of different floors in this building and It has arcade cabinets with real arcade games that you can play and, you know, a bar where you can you can hang out and socialize with people and a dartboard. And like it executes on the same exact idea, 
but like 10 to 100 times better. Yes, it does. And even if you try to excuse the sort of lack of interactive space with the reasoning of, oh, well, Questies is like two or three times the size of the hangout rooms in Blaston. It's like, yeah, but that's not the point. Space is not the point. It's the amount of engagement per square footage that is within that space. You have a space the size of like one third of a Questies in Blaston, but you have a very engaging light up dance floor that has an interactive jukebox. You have this kind of like mini economy going where you're like hunting for coins that are scattered on the floor, using those coins to play arcade machines, which tap into the main mechanic of the game, right? Like just holding a pistol and like firing. And you have dartboard, which doesn't even use the shooting mechanic it's more of like using the throw the gun mechanic but now it's recontextualized into a dartboard and even then in one of the locations i think there's like a sort of stand-up comedy type uh show stage Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah that's the bar one again it just goes to show that at least user facing if we're comparing it to blast on it feels like blast on put a lot more forethought and care into establishing their multiplayer lobby area compared to the Super Bowl ad having multi-million to billion dollar meta daddy having Horizon Worlds. Yeah, it does not bode well for Oculus slash meta slash Facebook's metaverse you know, initiative, if this is like their official, this is the best we can do content, huge marketing push. This is what it's about. And it's so subpar. To me, it feels like this game or rather this app, this metaverse app is relying way too heavily on the user generated content or just relying on the users to flesh out the rest of the world that they haven't built. Like Mm -hmm. I always try to go to the developer authored content first with these types of games and experiences before I jump into other things, you know, like if I'm playing little big planet, I want to play the campaign that designers made before I go into neat and kooky levels that other players have made. So with horizon worlds, the first thing I went to do was search for which worlds were made by, you know, meta Facebook Oculus. And all I could find were the plaza, Questies Arcade, which is accessible from the plaza. And I think that was it. Like there might have been one hangout for like entertainment purposes, like maybe some sort of movie theater thing, but I can't quite recall it. Everything else was just like user made content. There was a whole crusty land built by a player, you know, from the Simpsons with like different types of rides and stuff. And it just makes the overall presentation of current content library feel very low quality. Makes it also feel that like Meta hasn't put enough time into it. Like it almost feels like it got out too soon. Like it might have been better if they had put their own world creation tools like really to the test and have this like this good initial foundation of worlds for people to explore and experience without having to put in work of their own to build these worlds 
or even search out these worlds that are good examples of how to use their scripting tools and other things like that. Meta should have these templates or example worlds just there, able to be consumed and inspire other users to create their own worlds. Right now with what's available, it just feels like it was either too early or just like not enough content care was put into it. And they're just expecting everyone who downloads this game to, for some reason, fall in love with it and want to make their own stuff, which just feels a little counterintuitive to me. It's putting the uh, wagon before the horse of like, no, there's nothing here, but people will make stuff. It's like, well, you got to have something there for people to latch on to. Yeah, give them an inkling of what's possible. Right now, all we know what's possible is like we can have some mini games, a big empty space, and that's about it. Like that's what we know from what is offered through the current available meta worlds. The user worlds definitely like push that further and show off a lot more stuff. But if you were just saying, let me go to the plaza, let me go to Questies, let me go to whatever has an official Facebook meta seal of approval on it, you're probably going to get a very like low impression of this game. It's worth taking a second, I guess, to talk about the like user generated content side of things and like the tools available, especially as compared to VR chat, because that's sort of like the main point of comparison to all of Horizon Worlds, right, is, is VR chat. Right. I have no idea how much the user-generated content creation tools have been dog-fooded, I believe that's the term. It's when you you use the tools that you are providing to users, you use them yourself to test them. That's dog-fooding. It's not clear how much they've done that. Really, the, the key point of difference is in Horizon Worlds, the creation tools are in VR and are sort of integrated as part of the app. So like, you know, they sort of built their own interface from the ground up and sort of created these tools for people to, to generate their own worlds versus VR chat, which the creation tools sit outside of the game. You and you use Unity, which is like a pre-existing engine and editor UI with all these these tools. And they have some like extra stuff on top of that. But, you know, you sort of go outside of the game to create and it makes it much more powerful at least as far as i can tell um you can just create a lot more varied content and i think that shows although it's hard to tell how much of that is horizon worlds being newer but like when we've gone into vr chat we've gotten a huge variety of experiences of these user-generated worlds you know everything from like a tower defense game right to like a horror experience to like all these crazy different types of clubs and like weird stuff going on in, in back rooms that are like, you know, pressing the limits of this framework versus Horizon Worlds, which everything seemed very, it didn't have a lot of functionality, a lot of different functionality. Um, like it's very limited and it, it all sort of looks the same. Yeah, and it is kind of hard to say how do you change that, right? Unless they start offering you like different texture styles different materials because right now everything sort of just looks like corporate soft art style like i don't know mm -hmm. what that exact art style is but we've seen it all over the place i believe we mentioned this on the avatar creation system in the venues episode but like that's what all the worlds look like too just like super sanitized corpo friendly art and yeah. we can totally have that like that's fine it 
is not like my favorite art style, but you can have a lot of variation within that. And maybe this is just one of those things that's going to be like, oh, well, the users demanded that we have more textures. So we're finally going to put a texture pack in the game. But really, it you know, stuff like that should come first. It's like, oh, right. How are people going to make their worlds distinct from each other? Well, they're going to use the same green colored cone in a, just a different way, of course. It's like, oh, oh, all right. You don't want to give them kind of like a scratchy looking green, maybe an olive green, <laughs> maybe a vomit green as well. Nah, yeah. let's just get it in there. <laughs> well, Right. So it's it's hard because like it's sort of a spectrum, right, where you can have total control as a user or very limited control. And the more you limit what the user can do, the more cohesive everything's going to look, Mm -hmm. which might be important if you're trying to present like a unified vision of like this is what being in in our metaverse is going to feel like. Like then you don't want to go into some like super janky spider-man's apartment level that totally looks looks different like right if what you're going for is something cohesive then like you kind of have to limit user control but then that limits creativity and makes everything very boring and samey which then like why am i even exploring this place so it's it's a bit of a thorny issue maybe unresolvable in any case it definitely needs a lot more iteration and evolution Uh, horizon worlds does before it's really ready for prime time yep for sure and another thing i'd like to add is just to not put your users in some functionless void if they're not using the right headset version to run the game let's get into this (laughs) i am a quest one user matt has a quest one and I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm trying hard to hold out. I feel like a Quest 3 or a Quest 2, 2.0, something like that is right around the corner. I'm trying to hold out. And I went to play Horizon Worlds. It let me download the game and I launched it and it put me just into this like the initial landing platform where you would like be able to customize your avatar and you get the pop up that lets you select different worlds and stuff. It didn't have any of that. I just loaded in. I could just hear the wind passing me by and like (laughs) look off at these different platforms and that's it. And I thought like, oh, is my headset bugged? Like what's going on here? I loaded up the game like two more times. And no, I just kept going to that platform. And this is all happening because Horizon Worlds somewhere down the line was no longer available on quest one so now horizon worlds is exclusively a quest 2 or a pc oculus accessible game i i think this might have happened because we got access to the beta and the beta was available on the quest one so i just want to put a disclaimer out there of like maybe it's because we were able to download it before it got like fully released and when they fully released it they probably limited it to the quest 2 So we might be in some like weird technical space, but it was a very shitty experience to boot it up and get no feedback whatsoever about what's going on. Yes, the big takeaway from all of that is that just don't let your player load a game that is incompatible with their hardware. They do have some of that, right? I mean, we they do have that in the store. Yes, the store you can't buy stuff if you don't have the correct headset. But I think in general, Oculus software is very bad about providing effective and necessary feedback. Like we've seen that with the party system and like destinations where you try to like travel with your Oculus party to an app and it just will like frequently not work and not provide any feedback about 
the fact that it's not working or why it's not working or it's so important to making a good user experience to like give the user feedback about every single one of their actions and especially when things don't work make it clear to them and that's just missing in a lot of places in the whole holistic oculus quest experience right now something we've talked on with our like lobbies episode and in some other episodes as well is managing social interaction and your privacy settings so in this game if you want to block somebody right you would select their avatar block them and rather than them just going invisible or something like that they are present but they turn into a blue or some sort of color featureless avatar so you'll see their their head and their arms but you can't hear them, you can't see their face, things like that. Yeah, which is an interesting way to solve it. I mean, so really all of this stems from the fact that they didn't have any sort of good interpersonal tools right originally on launch. And there was the whole thing about like, oh, someone got groped in the metaverse. And then, you know, Facebook panics and goes, oh, shit, we got to implement something to fix this. And they've, they've put in some things. I, I guess we can break it down because it's sort of an interesting case study. One of the big things that they debuted was this idea of private space or like uh, protection mode or, or whatever it's called. Like you can enable, a, there's a button on your um, wrist that you can click and it sends you into a, a blue void where the only, it freezes everyone and you can just see all the avatars around of the different people and you can report them or block them very easily or just eject yourself from the current space and go back to your private home which is like an interesting way of solving the issue of like oh i'm feeling very uncomfortable i need to report this person what do i do just like freeze time and let them them do it and they've also added in other minor things like if you turn on a certain setting then people uh their avatars can't get closer to you than like four feet which is sort of the definition of like your personal space um, if you're talking about proxemics, so like, even if they move up right to you on, on their screen, they won't appear to get closer than, than four feet to you on your side. And like, if they put their hands really close to you, those hands, the hands will just vanish. So they can't like put their hands in your face or, or on your body, <laughs> which, you know, we've seen that in like echo arena and it can get, uh, pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> Gets very handsy. Yeah. It's good that they have these things. I think it's still not enough and like it could it could be a lot more. I mean, we harped on this in the lobbies episode, but I think we can rehash some of that. All of this stuff is very binary, right? It's like can't get closer than four feet or like totally block someone and never see them again or or not. There's no way to like reduce volume on someone or allow someone to like exist but not get closer than like eight feet right it's like i don't want you intruding on my group but like i'm cool with you being just around and like there's no way to like up your trust of someone right it's like i can talk with you but i don't want your hands on me but now like i'm cool and now we can high five like there's none of that yeah which is pretty important if you're trying to replicate the way that socialization works in real life is like you need this spectrum of increasing trust or increasing what you're comfortable with, um, where, you know, in real life, that would be mediated by lots of things. Uh, one of them being sort of social conventions and like you're all in this space together like and you're real people. Yeah. And at a higher level, like this is robbing 
agency and control from the users themselves. Whatever code basically is going into Horizon Worlds that's not allowing me to like do XYZ or this hard coded, hey, no one can get closer than four feet. It goes from, oh, this feature isn't here to like Facebook is playing, you know, big brother and telling me exactly how close I should get to someone and how far I should get, which like, you know, that's kind of a more grandiose way to look at it. But the big key here is that you're taking away control, especially for something for a list of features that like can make a user feel more comfortable in this like brave new world. You are the one you, the engineer or whoever is the one saying, Oh no, no, no. Like this far apart. No, no, no. Like they're going to be just blue and featureless. And I personally, of course, like VR chats approach a lot more where, you know, you can do it on an individual by individual basis and have like various degrees to it. And I'm sure lots of people in worlds want that level of control for themselves and to kind of have a much easier time engaging with like everyone and everything. And that's probably something that's just going to come with time. If Facebook meta like really want to push themselves as the leader in like metaverse stuff, all these things will have to be addressed because I think, you know, the more people that get onto the platform, the more people will be complaining about not being able to silence individual people or just being dissatisfied with these sort of like broad stroke rules that are now being applied to them. You can mute people, but you can't control volume on them. Right, um, right. Like in a Discord call when you can like right click someone and put them up. If they're quiet, you put them up to 200%. If they're loud, you put them down to 25%. Like we don't have that, but we still have like children running around the plaza screaming shit show, shit show, shit show. Like, and obviously like you might want to like mute them flat out, but it might be a case where like a kid is just super excited and he's kind of talking a bit loud and you want to lower that kids volume while still recognizing they're here yeah one thing else i want to add on with the kids in this game and the avatar system is like the avatar system seemingly just makes everyone into these animoji adults like kids don't actually show up like the height of a child they don't make their avatar look like a child i don't even know if they have child avatar as an option in the character customizer you know so Mm -hmm. that's just kind of another weird thing like my brain is more used to seeing a weird toothbrush monkey or a banana or a chili pepper with a child's voice than seeing a fully grown looking animoji with a child's voice like i get more of a disturbed feeling seeing that (laughs) than i do the like chili pepper just squeaking shit show at me I wonder how much of that is the app not being ready. You know, we're talking about like the avatar options. We're talking about the interpersonal control features, um, really all of this. Like how much of that is they just haven't had the time to elaborate on it? And how much of it is almost intentional, this sort of like paternalism? You know, I'm thinking about how Facebook had they've added in more options, but it did start off as you friend someone or you or you don't. Right. It's like a very binary, like, 
oh, you're friends with this person, 100%, just like you get everything from them in, mm -hmm. in your feed. And they've added in options on the actual Facebook app to like control who can see what, right? Friends, friends of friends, they've added like a close friends, like opt-in thing where you see more of their stuff. But it's still, that's like an add-on rather than a paradigm shift. And But that's just like not how real life works. And I just... I wonder if that sort of mentality is still where they're they're going with this metaverse stuff and it's going to clash, right? Because like, that's just not how people work and it's not how socialization works. They, they have the option to see who's around you and who you've interacted with recently, but the only options you have with that list of people is friend or or block. There's no like, this person was cool. There's no acquaintance option. There's no best friend option. Right. And and that's something that actually other games have done. Like other games have allowed you to mark people as like, oh, I had a positive interaction. And then it makes more it more likely that you will run into them in the future, right? It yeah. Sort of when you're doing this matchmaking in the background, you're like, oh, these people had a positive interaction. Let me toss them together again at some point in the future. Because that's actually how friendships form is you sort of have these repeated interactions and you gain familiarity it's not like oh i had one positive interaction you're a friend now that's just not how it works so the the back end of the software needs to support the way that socialization actually works in the real world if you are trying to create this sort of doppelganger universe that can sit alongside real life in summary horizon worlds is not as terribly made as Horizon Venues, but it's still probably not ready for prime time. I ran into multiple people who were asking literally like, what is there to do in this app? I don't understand. Why would I want to be here? Which is not something that, you know, you want users literally asking other users like, what, what is this? Yeah. That combined with the fact that there's, yeah, this uncanny nature to a lot of the spaces right now just because of the way that they put people together or how many users there are or what content is available. I'm not sure what causes it, but, you know, like even just loading into the game initially, like I loaded into the plaza, which is supposed to be like this main public space and it's huge. And I loaded in, there was like one other person wandering around and I just heard the like ambient howling wind noise and it was so desolate and like the opposite of what's been advertised i just i actually laughed out loud and that's the current state of facebook's metaverse there's a low population a low amount of actual well-authored content from the first party developers and not enough agency through the controls and privacy settings for each user and I think those are kind of the three biggest points that need to be worked on for this to get the ball rolling and start attracting more people. Because right now, the review score is quite low, and it has a high number of reviews on the marketplace. And if Meta really wants to start building some good faith on their idea of the metaverse, they'll have to really put in the work and show us that they are going to take the steps to treat the consumer right. If you like this episode of Head Mounted Destinations, please share it with your friends. Word of mouth helps us out. 
To get notified about new episodes, go to headmountedpodcast.com and sign up for our email list. You can listen to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, and you can catch us over at Twitter at Mounted Head. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you at the next Head Mounted destination.